0: Then the Lord said to me, go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. So, I bought her back for fifteen pieces of silver and five bushels of barley and a measure of wine. Then I said to her, you must live in my house for many days and stop your prostitution. During this time, you will not have sexual relations with anyone, not even with me. This shows that Israel will go a long time without a king or prince, and without sacrifices, sacred pillars, priests, or even idols. But afterward the people will return and devote themselves to the Lord their God and to David's descendant, their king. In the last days, they will tremble in awe of the Lord and of His goodness. New Living Translation Sometimes you have to get your behind in the past before you can put your past behind you. The ancient nation of Israel was in a spiritual pickle. Gradually, over hundreds of years, they made small decisions of compromised religion which added up to a severe breach of faith with their historic God. The relationship between God and God's people, throughout the prophetic books of the Old Testament, is many times likened to a marriage of two spouses, God, the faithful spouse, and Israel, the unfaithful spouse who adulterated themselves by seeking the love of other gods. This situation evoked feelings of sadness and anger within God. To help restore the broken marriage, The Lord used the prophet Hosea as an earthly illustration of the divine-slash-human dilemma. Just as Hosea graciously took a wife of dubious repute, so God mercifully took Israel. Just as Hosea's wife, Domer, slept with other men, so Israel went to bed with other gods. And just as Hosea remained faithful and actively sought to reconcile the past with his wife, so God tenaciously and dramatically honored the covenant relationship with Israel by showing steadfast love, despite her sordid past. Israel needed to do her part by reconciling the past, returning to the Lord through acknowledging the truth of the situation and owning their responsibility to make things right. Holy scripture exhorts the believer to live according to truth. Whenever we fail to do so, we suffer spiritual loss. We are told to confess and reject unfaithful patterns of past behavior and not allow them to influence us today. Titus 2:12, 1 Peter 1:14-18. Neglecting our responsibility inevitably causes emotional mental and physical repercussions, as well as spiritual. In the New Testament, when the Apostle Paul said he was forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, he could say that because he had come to terms with and reconciled his own terrible unfaithful past with God. Philippians 3 4-13. It is both helpful and necessary to go back into one's life and deal with the past on the basis of truth. In doing so, we honor our relationship with God. We must ask the Lord to turn the searchlight of truth on us and our past. Trust God to help you remember all the times in which you need to reconcile what has happened, or failed to happen. Make the choice before God to be as honest as you possibly can. The following are some suggestions from a former professor and mentor, the late Dr. Victor Matthews, put in my own words, to carefully follow. 1. Write out every time you were unfaithful or were hurt by another's unfaithfulness, reject the temptation to just think and or talk about it. Be complete, name the people involved, state what happened, do not try and protect yourself or other people and do not fantasize, and let your thoughts run amok. 2. Evaluate each past event on the basis of truth. If you were unfaithful, then confess it to God truthfully and receive forgiveness and cleansing, 1 John 1 9. If you were hurt by someone, and it was their fault, then state out loud that underscore should not have done that to me. When you have finished writing out the events deliberately stop and completely forgive the persons, Mark 11:25 to 26. If you were at fault in some way, Then confess that to God, as well. 3. Resist the temptation to hurry with this process. Do not generalize by putting many events into one. Be specific and take the time necessary to get in touch with what God is trying to help you connect with. This practice of reconciling the past is not introspection, so do not indulge in self pity, self criticism, or develop a martyr syndrome. 4. Affirm that your inner critic, others, and any dark force may no longer use your past against you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I take this event away from Satan and declare that he may not use it against me anymore. Ephesians 4:27, 5:11, 6:14. Five. Receive the healing provided for those who believe and live according to God's words and ways. Isaiah 53:5. Now that I have made this right with you, O Lord, I receive the healing you have provided for me through the cross of Jesus Christ. Galatians 2:19-20. When you have finished your work, then count it finished. When Jesus said, It is finished, he meant what he said. John 19 30. Reconciling the past means leaning into the finished work of Jesus for our complete healing. If and when we think of our unfaithful past, then firmly state, I have dealt with that truthfully. It is settled, once and for all. Whenever unfaithful, from this point forward, confess it, receive forgiveness, and make the affirmations of truth. In doing so, we are living by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us. Amen.